Good morning, I trust you all slept well and yes, it is, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, a beautiful day today, the sun is shining so let's enjoy this day and the sunshine. We're going to have a look at uh, another one of the Psalms, the Psalms of Ascents, um, there are just three more of these Psalms and we're going to look at them as well in the next, next couple of days. But this one here is the longest actually, I think, of, of all of them. And it's Psalm 132, Psalm 132. And this psalm splits really into two halves. The first half is a promise from David. David is promising God uh, that he, he, he wants to do something. And so he brings it before the Lord. And then the second half is God's reply. And it's really the promise that God then gave to David. And the subject is on David wanting to build um, a more permanent house for the Lord that is he wanted to build the temple so let's just have a look at that psalm and David's uh, promise to God it starts off with Lord remember David and all his self-denial he swore an oath to the Lord he made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob I will not enter my house or go to my bed till I find a place for the Lord a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. So God's dwelling place has been in the tabernacle, a tent. And David lived in a fine house. And he wanted, as I've said, to build a house for God. God didn't grant him that. But he did allow David to play a great part in its preparation. It's great to read those passages in the Old Testament there. The psalm goes on. We heard it in Ephrathah. We came upon it in the fields of Jar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool, saying, Arise, Lord, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. That word Ephraim, that is actually Bethlehem. And the ark was housed in the tabernacle, that was representing God's presence with his people. Now, it had been relocated in many different places over its history. It had been in Bethel. At one point, it was captured by the Philistines. It was passed around certain Philistine towns. It's good to read that because each time it was brought devastation to them. It eventually moved to Abinadab's house. It was then moved to the house of Obed-Edom. At one time when David tried to bring it into Jerusalem, David's promise was to bring it to Jerusalem and build a temple for God's dwelling place. But for us today, we don't need the temple. We have our temple. Jesus is our temple. He is the one that we come to, to bring God's uh, worship and to worship him. So the psalm goes on. May your priests be clothed with your righteousness. May your faithful people sing for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not reject your anointed one. So, this is to be a place where God's righteousness would be seen and the people could enjoy God's presence with them. We can do that even in our isolation. God is with us and we can enjoy his righteousness and we have a place where we would normally gather together to do this, which is our church buildings. And let's pray that we'll soon be back there together. Okay, the second part of the psalm, it's God's promise uh, to David. 
The Lord swore an oath to David, a sure oath that will not revoke. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. If your sons keep my covenants and statutes that I teach them, then their sons will sit on your throne forever and ever. So what's happening here? Well, this is God speaking, and this goes beyond just the, the, the dynasty of David. This is about Jesus. God will place one of David's sons on the throne. If they keep what he teaches them, then the sons of David will occupy the throne forever. Well, they didn't keep all of what God taught them. Because this is about the one who is the king of kings, the saviour of the world. Jesus the Christ, who was of the line of David, who is God with us. And you can check out his genealogy there in the New Testament. It's in Matthew as well. You can have a look at that. Then the psalm goes on, and this is the, the end of the psalm. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, almost the end. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling, saying, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. I will bless her with abundant provision. Her poor I will satisfy with food. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her fruitful people will ever sing for joy. So, the Lord has chosen Zion. We've looked at this before. Zion is another name for Jerusalem. So the Lord had chosen Jerusalem to be his resting place. So that's where the temple would be built. But here God is saying that he will provide for body and soul of his people. He will provide a salvation, a salvation that will last for eternity. And then we come to the last part of the psalm. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her faithful people will ever sing for joy. Here I will make a horn grow for David, and set up a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but his head will be adorned with a radiant crown. Remember, in all these psalms, they're all in the Old Testament. They're in the days when God dwelt with his people in the tabernacle and in the temple. And uh, we... I've changed now because, remember, at the crucifixion, the veil of the temple was ripped from top to bottom, and we have access now to God through what Jesus has done. So we come into the New Testament. Revelation 17, verse 14 says this, and this lines up with this psalm. They will wage war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will triumph over them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And with him will be is called chosen and faithful followers so that's our psalm of a sense for today it reminds me that we have been reminded that we should pray for our leaders for those who govern us uh, not just those in our own country but world leaders and especially for those who have a desire for the kingdom of God those who are Christian and pray that they might have a, bring God's influence to the decisions that the governments of the world will make particularly at this time of the coronavirus and as we go into what will be a recession and obviously other difficult times ahead also thank God for his patience and his provision to us no matter how uh, strange we find this pandemic and the way we're living at the moment at this short time. It is his 
day of grace and he provides for us. Let's just pray together. Our Father, we thank you again that we can come before you in this way. Though we are separated physically, we are one in Christ. Thank you for these Psalms and what they can teach us and the things that we can bring from them into our day. And we thank you that we don't have to go through the sacrificial services because the greatest sacrifice once and for all sacrifice has been made. We don't have to go to the temple. We don't have to make that long journey if we live far away in order to be with you. You are here with us. And we thank you for that. And our Father, we just ask your blessing upon each of us today as we go through this day, as we walk in your way and in your name. And in your name, we bring these prayers to you. Amen. Amen. Uh, just a... One more thing, um, a hymn. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to sing, don't worry about it. Well, the hymn that comes to mind is a very well-known hymn, and I'm sure you'll be able to sing it from start to finish. But let me just give you the start of it. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon the throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns. All music, but its own. Let's all say Amen to that, and I'll be back later this evening with our Bible study when we continue in Genesis, and we're in Genesis chapter 46, so I'll see you then, so until then, bye now, and God bless. <laughs>